0: Listeners, we know things have been tough. You've been having a hard time. We all have. So let's just take a minute and relax. Breathe deep. Ah, that's nice. You know what'll make you feel even better? Just remember, when life's got you down, at least Parasite won Best Picture. Isn't that nice? I think that's nice.
1: Kill off it. it's futuristic like coffee.
0: three two one
1: becky, becky. we could talk more about joe biden's dick
0: <laughs> <laughs> welcome to contextual deviance my name is christian hagan each episode each episode we watch a movie and then we talk about it through a series of randomly generated critical context so we don't know how we're going to talk about these movies before we talk about the, these movies which means that, no matter what, we're going to end up talking about this movie like no one else has ever talked about that movie. And we're going to be testing that theory today, because this is a big one, you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, today's movie is 2019's Academy Award winning Best Picture, Parasite. And we've got so much great stuff to talk about, and wow. I am so excited to get into it with my dear friends and my co-hosts, Mr. David Gucci.
1: I found a big cricket in the basement today.
0: And Ma- Matthew Bond. hey, hi. How much of right before the intro are you going to use? Probably just the thing about Joe Biden's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just that.
1: Yeah, we don't need any of the rest of that stuff to get any. <laughs> nope, it
0: it sits on its own quite perfect, well. uh, much like Joe Biden's dick. I was going to say, uh, it I'm sits <laughs> very much
1: on its own, isolated from <laughs> any other human being. Despite all my rage, I am still Biden's dick in a cage.
0: Now do you think he calls it the train? Uh, yes. Or like the Biden Express. Ooh. Like, yeah. He's probably Biden got Express. you know what it's probably a specific kind of train. <laughs> he <probably has> to- <laughs> oh my god, yes, he loves it.
1: He loves very specific trains. And he has to describe that it's like C scale. Or whatever the like, you know how model trains have specific like, oh, All this right. is O scale, right. and he's like, okay, it's a, it's a replica, but it's uh, it's C scale. It's
0: a replica. Yeah. yeah, Joe Biden's dick is a replica of a train. It might as well pass man. it on. Just... that's the that's the conspiracy theory the right's going to latch onto the selection. <laughs> Why won't Joe uh... Biden show us his dick and prove it's not a train?
1: <laughs> he has rarely denied that his what dick is, what is he a trying plastic to hide? train.
0: <laughs> wait (laughs) well I mean yeah he's not using die cast (laughs) he's not using he's not using no way too heavy Uh, yeah that would be a drag (laughs) Uh, so Parasite is the movie we're doing um (laughs) Uh, directed by Bong Joon Ho, who set the record, or tied the record set by Walt Disney for being the second person ever to receive four Academy Awards in the same night. Amazing! For Best Director, Best Screenplay, Producer for the film, uh, both for Best Foreign Language and Best Picture. Uh, it is, it is a movie that I was so excited when it won that I jumped out of my chair. Bond was there. I was. I raised my fists in the air. It was the only good thing that's happened in 2020 for most people. <laughs> Uh, Myself almost included. Yeah, it's it's it honestly like of all of the international news this year, Parasite Wins Best Picture was like the one thing where I can still hold on to (laughs) be like, at least that happened.
1: That is actually a really good point. And it does not in any way. That's like using a napkin to like stop Hurricane Katrina but like <laughs> it does feel like a good reminder of like it isn't technically all bad because <laughs> I did win best picture at the beginning of the year
0: wow a na- using a napkin to stop hurricane katrina is a pretty good summation of the trump administration's coronavirus policy <laughs> i do think so uh, sorry sorry i said we weren't going to talk about this okay. sorry not to, we man. can talk really
1: about hard. joe biden's dick again to get it out of your head
0: Uh, Nothing gets things out of my head better than Joe (laughs) Biden's penis. (laughs) I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Uh, Parasite is the story of a pair of families in uh, Korea. Uh, There's uh, the Kim family who live in poverty in the uh, lower areas of the city. It's very much a uh, hills and valleys uh, situation. Mm -hmm. They live in a semi-basement apartment uh, that is very... Dank by the looks of it. Um, they yeah. live a hard scrabble life on the streets, and they sort of work their way into the lives of a rich family, the Park family, um, embedding themselves into their day to day existence uh, and into their home. And then things go awry and get real weird. Um, sure it's <laughs> it's funny. It's sweet. It's Fucked up. It's dramatic. It's Mm. silly. It's very serious. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's so metaphorical. So Um, metaphorical. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, But uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, we are going to be. We talk about movies as if you've seen the movie. Uh, And with this one, there's a lot of interesting twists and stuff, and we don't want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't seen this before. It's on Hulu. I think it might still be on Prime, but I'm not sure. Uh, it's I mean it, it one best picture. If you haven't seen it yet, you really should. Uh, don't let the so subtitles scare you away. Yes. Um Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful time. I'm very excited we get to talk about it. because um, this is definitely one of my favorite movies last of last year. Uh and uh yeah, it's also a little bit different than what we what we typically do. It's not like uh, you know other movies we've done, I guess, my point. <laughs> <laughs> of course I say that and we just did Portrait of a Lady on Fire uh, mm, right. before, before we took our little hiatus um, okay, but enough waffling, enough enough ballyhoo, let's get right into the context, you guys, how do you, how, how do you feel about that? Oh, that feels so good. good to me 10 out of 10. so good, so good, let's do it context number one what is the true meaning of Christmas, according to Parasite? <laughs> family, family, uh, family. Uh, yeah. Okay, so let's let's think about this. Um, because first off, we're gonna have to decide. It's giving a. It's basically we've got two different versions of the meaning of Christmas, yes. sort of countering each other in this film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's there's the Parks, who I think very much seem materialistic. Um, if you look at like Daisong's birthday party, um, oh. it's very uh, lavish uh, mm-hmm. and extravagant. Even though it's a last-minute party, um, so you got to imagine they go out for Christmas, and they do have that Merry Christmas banner hanging in the basement. I noticed uh, oh, right yeah. where they uh, where oh. they open push the cabinet aside oh. to uh, get into the 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 so they're They they they've got <laughs> the supplies. <laughs> Whereas I feel like the Kims are more of the, it's sort of a, it's given me kind of like a, like a Scrooge and the Cratchits vibe. Ooh, you
1: know, ooh, like, I like this. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Yes. So they're they they're the working class who, who who struggle probably struggles to maintain heat. I don't know, maybe as an option, you know. It's a thing. Oh yeah, totally. Um, it's actually interesting that Christmas comes up with this movie because I had a thought, and this is a little embarrassing, and <laughs> I'm saying this to you boys because I want. You to know my pain and ridiculous. and also because I'm vulnerable and I love you all. Huh. Uh, I didn't realize that it snowed in Korea. Oh, sure. Uh, in like just like in the I figured like in the mountainous areas and stuff like that, it probably does, but I, I didn't think like in the cities and stuff it mm. would snow that
1: like much, like how far north it was, or like if it got snow, yeah,
0: yeah, huh. it's just is something that never really occurred to me until I was until the end of this movie, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. that that probably makes sense. <laughs> it
1: probably makes sense.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I would, oh, man, I would I like know. to I trust. haven't read the science. I don't know. I trust I trust Bong Joon-ho.
1: Seems like he knows what he's doing. But,
0: yeah. So, uh, so imagining a South Korean Christmas uh, with these two families in particular. So we kind of have to decide what kind of is the message of the movie? as it relates to the meaning of Christmas I mean
1: it, you, when you contrast those two meanings of Christmas <laughs> yep. I'm pretty sure it solidifies my opinion about Parasite which is of course that the parks are the good guys and they're, really, they're really just the emblems of, uh, of upstanding good 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 citizens so I think whatever the more materialistic you can make your Christmas the better that's the message that Parasite <laughs> is telling me yeah. okay for real it is tough it's tough to say because i don't what's interesting is i don't think that the movie says i think what the movie says is the way we're doing christmas right now is bad that's Mm -hmm. that's my take and i think we can we can mine other things but i think parasite specifically is saying hey listen we need to think about why we even have Christmas in the first place. I think that's what yeah. Parasite's up to. Hey,
0: okay, listen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, a little fairy just floating around your head saying, fuck Christmas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, my new character that I'm selling this holiday season along with a book. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's the fuck Christmas fairy. <laughs> on the shelf. And
1: they just the go shelf. to town on Santa.
0: They fly around. They knock off all elves from all shelves. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Perfect. This is good. Um, you will make money. What other kinds of Christmas <laughs> can we find in this, uh, Oh, what other kinds of Christmas? Besides that it hates Christmas.
0: <clears throat> I mean, obviously, there's like a, the family dynamics, I think, are really key to this because if you look at the way the two families interact, the parks are almost never shown all together. The closest yeah. is when they're in the car coming back from. Yeah. Uh, the failed camping trip, mm-hmm. and even then, the way it's shot, you can usually only see three of them in frame at a time. Um, whereas Fun. with the Kims, when they're in their apartment, they're like eating, and then even when they're in the house alone and eating, they huddle together in the middle of the room, yeah. in like a very small space where they eat together and they talk. And so there's like a, there's a family togetherness aspect mm-hmm. that I think is important to yeah, this definitely. Um, but uh but but since the kims do that all the time mm. and the parks only do that on special occasions <laughs> are they basically saying that the way we celebrate christmas by getting everyone together on special occasions should just be how we're living all year round oh Ooh, christmas. Keep christmas in your heart all year yeah. round yes yeah. okay.
1: <gasps> make it christmas every day exactly That's beautiful. like i'm sure a song says at some point. Right? It's got to. Let's have yeah, Christmas every to. day. Bye. Let's
0: have Christmas every day. Freaking yeah. kids
1: bop or something, I don't know. <laughs>
0: hey, we're freaking kids bop. <laughs> we're taking it to the next level. What are the kids bopping these days? What are the kids bopping to? <laughs> this your is your grandma's kids bop. <laughs> That's honestly probably the only time I've ever seen an official capacity use of the word bop in the last... Besides bop it and that in like the last... 50 years. Ooh, yeah.
1: that's an interesting point. Let's bring it back. Wait, rack. 50 years?
0: Bebop and Rocksteady? Bebop is a little different. But also, Bebop originated in, like, the 30s mm. as a name mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a thing. Weird. Mm, it's a good point. Bop. Christmas. Christmas bop. So yeah, so, that's one option. It's no, it's to keep it in your heart all year round.
1: Yeah, keep yeah. it all year round. Keep it. Uh, I also do think that, like, There's an argument to be made for bounty and excess in Mm -hmm, mm. uh, not in the way that the Parks experience it, but in the way that the Kims experience it. Uh, And specifically, I mean the scene where they're all sitting on those uh, that sectional couch and they're hanging out Mm -hmm. around the footrest and eating and drinking, and they're just like going to town. Like they are, they're not going to clean it up. They're not. They're just (laughs) like getting it. And I think that that scene is, it has a lot to say. There's a lot going on in that scene. But it is maybe the most, like, we're just going to throw it all out, balls to the walls, Christmas all day, feast style
0: scene. That's a good point. That That does look like a good Christmas party.
1: Right? So I wonder if it is just like, hey, go wild a little bit. Steal something from (laughs) your neighbors and
0: eat it. (laughs) And eat a lot of it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Christmas. The meaning of Christmas is take chances,
1: <laughs> take chances, get messy make
0: mistakes, make mistakes.
1: Oh, I, I did it the wrong way. Shit. All right, Chris, wait. Is that the order? That I can't remember. And I'm gonna put this one in. Okay, get
0: ready. Oh, Eat chances, take chances. Take Miss Frizzle. Make mistakes on a vacation. <laughs> She's yeah, a babe. There. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, never
1: married, never will. <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah, I think steal and enjoy. Two big Steal and and enjoy. Are two big parts of Christmas here.
0: Steal, enjoy, and, and keep it all year. <laughs> yeah. uh, rich people shouldn't be allowed to celebrate Christmas. Perhaps. Fuck yeah.
1: Yeah. Keep that banner in the basement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, we give ooh. give the yeah, Christmas. We keep to the poor it. They people. shove it. They have to just like they get this shit all year. We get the nice mm. stuff when they're. When they're not
1: around. Ooh, I kind of like that. I like the idea of holidays being like a purge, but you get to go right? inside rich people's houses and just do whatever you want. And then <laughs> and you can't go back ch- until the next holiday. But like they know and they all go to their second home or they go camping or whatever. And you get to just go in their house and do whatever you want. I love that as a Christmas thing. Wow.
0: <laughs> I just, I like the idea of just like as a culture, us coming together and being like, listen. If we're not going to tax rich people, we should at least make our Christmas tradition that one day out of every year, <laughs> rich people have to give poor people either money or something extravagant. And yeah. it, it has to be someone they don't know. It has to be like you give to a stranger a thing that you would give <gasps> yeah. to your family. I think That's you perfect. Right that I don't know account. so many rich people. Exactly. So. <laughs> That's it. That's just it. Because they don't mingle with the lower classes. <laughs> this would force them to get to know people.
1: So if we put that in the city charter, uh, that I think that would be referred to as the <laughs> Santa Claus.
0: Ah, uh, oh shit! Uh, Which is a joke someone else man. already made, but
1: I am going to flip.
0: It's <laughs> very good. It's very good, and also, um, also, it would it if you were to put it in the city charter? It would first require a vote to consider <laughs> creating a commission to look into the possibility of having a council. But totally, by an partisan commission, creates a plan to implement a strategy <laughs> to Oh my god. We've learned so much about how city would would eventually. <laughs> Good lord. Um, uh, defund the police everybody. Yes, um, please do. Get rid of please them. do that. Boy, remember when that was a thing everybody could agree on for a couple days? Wow, those were yeah. some
1: good days. Mm. Mm. But I forgot how much I like to kiss cops. Anyway, what are we talking about?
0: Christmas. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about Joe Biden's dick. Do you guys want to move on to another context? Uh, yeah, sure. That sounds great. Okay. Okay. Wait. 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 Did we settle on a true meaning of Christmas? <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I Good. think like, <laughs> steal. <laughs> fucking steal from rich people.
1: Yep. If they won't give it to you, steal from them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think the summation of all of the ideas is that. Poor people should enjoy Christmas more than rich people. Yes.
1: I love the idea that some people should enjoy it more. I love that. They should get to enjoy it more. <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> or that right, you know, you right. could you could get a more vanilla one and say people should be generous. Like we could also say that. Sure. But I like Generosity. the idea more of just <laughs> forcing people to give money. Yeah, theft. That. Why not? I love that so <laughs> Alright.
0: Next context. Feminist theory. Okay. <gasps> Interesting. Well, I can think of one thing off the top of my head that's definitely uh, controversial (laughs) that I didn't realize the first three times I watched this movie uh, because I wasn't paying close enough attention. Mm. Uh, The rich girl, Dahye, is um, a sophomore in high school. Okay. And uh, uh, Mr. Kevin her instructor, Mm -hmm. has failed the university exam four times, so presumably is well past high school, Mm -hmm. and she's a high school sophomore, and it's a little weird. (laughs) I see. I see what you're
1: saying. You know what? That did kind (laughs) of slip past me, too. Yeah. yeah. And
0: this time I caught it especially because there's that line when uh, when they're talking about why she can't have peach and she she's explaining that she she wants it but it's a forbidden fruit in their house. She says that right as she's pushing like a piece of melon into his mouth. <laughs> like it's a close <laughs> up on his mouth It's she's like uh, it's a forbidden fruit. It's like okay. All right, Bong we get it. <laughs> we get what you're trying to say. Oof-da. Uh, yeah. Um, oopsies
1: yeah wow i don't like that <laughs>
0: yeah no i don't like that either. i'm
1: glad you brought that up i'm not a big fan of that
0: yeah um it, it i think it speaks a little bit to some of the moral ambiguities of the film though mm. because mm. in a lot of ways what the kims do is sympathetic because we understand why they're doing it, why they need, feel the need to do these things to run this sort of, like, long grift. Um, And, like, there's even that part where um, uh, the mom, at one point, uh, is talking about um, Jessica, who's, obviously, her name's not really Jessica, but you know what I mean. Um, And she says about her, uh, she would make a great con artist if she wanted to be. And it's like, but technically you are conning people right now right Right. she already is one
1: (laughs) yeah she's literally Uh doing it on the phone right now
0: (laughs) but because of the but they don't think of it that way Mm. because we sympathize with their position and understand it but there are ways to view it that are objectively like no this is bad (laughs) like you're lying to people you're stealing their stuff you're you've got people fired for doing shit they didn't do
1: yeah a lot of the um, like the victimization yeah. of the like the staff is huge yep. in that ambiguity absolutely mm-hmm.
0: yeah and so i think maybe they're adding to that a little bit that that's mm. a possibility yeah i don't want to like give them a free pass if in case this turns out to be some kind of like weird fucked up subtext that i that, sure, sure, sure. they kind of snuck in there but i think it's honestly just supposed to be like i think it might be part of the grift
1: Well, that's the other way he ingratiates himself in is absolutely making it. I I think even if he is like, I'm also into this. It's 100% or 75% part of the grift. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not 100, maybe like 75 to 95% a part of the grift. And then there's a little bit that's like, maybe he likes kissing, which is fine. People can like kissing, but like, he's not your
0: age. People can like kissing, I guess. I guess if they want. If they want, people can like kissing.
1: It's my hot take. Yeah. If you want, you can kiss. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, that. Uh, that there. There are ways of making that less problematic, and lenses that make it less. So I think you're right about that. But it's still worth like looking at. So thanks for bringing it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah we gotta look.
0: Um. So yeah, let's just just, let's just take stock of sort of the way the women are women are represented in the film.
1: Um, <laughs> I think the the purest sense of power <laughs> that I get from any scene featuring a woman is when the housekeeper is downstairs <laughs> trying to open the door and it's stuck and she, like, falls. <laughs> and oh, God. Like, and yeah. she's just, like, this manic goblin and she's like, hey, 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 scare you? Come see. Like, that is feminism. That's feminism. <laughs> right there. That is it, and I love it
0: you hear that bell hooks yeah bell hooks this um, is for everybody
1: <laughs> i need some more feral energy from you bell hooks <laughs>
0: um i would say that probably just Jess, jessica and i'm just going to keep referring to her that way because i can't remember Fair. what her real character's name is uh is probably the most resourceful character in the movie i'd say yeah um mm. certainly the best at running her grift oh absolutely. Uh, yeah very uh, talented and her the, the whole i mean the whole art therapy thing is just so it's so good she it's
1: nails so good. it it is so funny uh-huh. too like yeah it really she kills it in those scenes because her opposite the mother the like park mother mm-hmm. character amazing yep. <laughs> they just yeah. those scenes are so spicy
0: yeah yep uh that does also bring up the point though that um Oh, that's actually kind of actually this is kind of interesting. I don't know why I never thought about this before. Um, uh, Mrs. Park, the the, mo- the rich mom, is very much a stay-at-home mother. Uh, she doesn't appear to have a job. I'm I'm not wrong about yeah. that, am I? No, I don't think she does. Uh, and yet they also have a housekeeper and a driver and all this other stuff. So really, she <laughs> doesn't do anything. She in the mind of in the mind of this movie in a. way. Like, Which is kind of interesting. But then you look at, like, Mrs. Kim. Um, and yes, of course, she does become the housekeeper. But even before that, she's the first one who gets a job in the movie. Um, mm. At the start, when they get that box-folding job, it's because she was waiting for a message on WhatsApp to let her know if she got the job. Mm-hmm. So That's she's great. very much like a, a working person who... And because their family is poor, like, she needs to be. They need to contribute. Mm. Um, so is it, maybe it's a way of saying that, like... Sort of the domestication of women in in that, or like the trappings of domestication in the in, in women's lives, is partially at least a class issue. Yeah, sure.
1: why not? I, they they yeah. certainly intersect. Like patriarchal thought and like classism are like oh yeah definitely baby. <laughs> so, why not? Yeah. yeah, especially like the first scene of the movie is like. I want to I want to juxtapose, and I don't remember what's the first scene that features Mrs. Park.
0: I believe that's when the housekeeper s- claps her hands in front of her face to wake her up. Right? <laughs> yes, it totally right, is. Yeah. Oh my God,
1: yeah. that's perfect. Okay, no, this is great because the first scene featuring Mrs. Kim is when she's waking up Mr. Kim. Hmm so like true. we got two moms and they are on very different ends of the what I'm in charge of spectrum
0: <laughs> and the being awake spectrum and the being <laughs> awake
1: spectrum which helps juxtapose <laughs> them more intentionally yeah. perhaps sure I like that a lot yeah she's just asleep god what a weird introduction oh
0: man um okay uh yeah anything else we want to say about the women in the film vis-a-vis feminist Hmm.
1: you know i think that this movie is a good example of a movie that features a lot of different kinds of characters that are women and uh, a thing to point to that's always really nice is kind of like this character does not have to be a woman to be the character that they are they just are a woman um, the art therapy Jessica stuff as a good example like she didn't have to be a, like a girl a part of her character personality was not I'm the girl like it was just I am one of the kids uh, and I think that any movie that it you know is able to feature more than a couple women that have conversations with each other about things in just regular life is like okay well you're doing something there Like, you're featuring roles for for women that don't just involve them being objects or relating to men in some way. I think that, like, the domestic stuff, you touched on, and I think that's a big part of it. And I think the movie is very critical of that. I mean, I think that's great. Uh, It's not, like, hypercritical. That's not the problem. But uh, women are shown to be very capable in this movie, but also relegated to... Uh, a social role that is uh, oppressive to them, uh, much like on a larger scale, the uh, you know society is relegating really these poorer people to having this bad apartment, et cetera, et cetera. It is a class issue, just like the Kims are struggling with. So, like I think it does a good job at that, which is cool. Um, the other thing that's interesting about it is that I think it shows a lot of sexism. From mm-hmm. men, in, mm-hmm. in ways that's interesting, specifically from like Mr. Park and and honestly even Mrs. Park too, like mm-hmm. about the driver and about how he's like nasty and like the whole like leaving panties in the car thing, like that that, so- that that feels like a something. I don't know quite what it is, but it really feels like a something. Like just assuming the minute you find panties in the car, you're like this guy is a sex fiend. <laughs> and and like that's how men are you know and like the Mr. Kim and Mr. Park conversation about like oh yeah sure I guess I love my wife yeah whatever this keeps her happy and that's fine like all those sorts of weird like dismissive
0: the way he talks about her makes it pretty clear that he's only interested in her for her looks yeah which sucks Um, which which isn't great but that also is an example of uh, like a feminist critique of that character right right uh and he does get stabbed to yeah, death. To death so. yeah. He
1: does. He does. And he, he does. doesn't even get to he sure buy does. her drugs. That's the worst
0: part. <laughs> that line is so good though. It's <laughs> such a good line.
1: It's my favorite line in the movie.
0: Honestly, that's gotta be one of the funniest one of the funnier sex scenes <laughs> in is. a movie. Oh, just because so it's like so choreographed, like it's so pose heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's just uh oh, it just cracks it's me.
1: Theater up. baby
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> buy me drugs uh uh beyond that i'll say that um there, there's also a certain and i think this just speaks to the different levels of uh, compassion and support the families have for each other because you look at the father-son dynamics between the two families uh, for toxic masculinity which is a topic we always bring up because we're three yeah. Uh, whenever this context comes up but it's also it's also a factor in feminist theory um and i think you know part like i said part of it has to do with the different levels of support that the characters have for each other whereas um mr kim and them their whole family they're very supportive of each other whereas the parks like i said are pretty separated but the father-son dynamic between mr park and daisong is a bit more um aggressively masculine like he makes a lot more like of the sort of like yeah hey what's up bud or like uh, you know like encourages yeah. sort of like camping roughhousing you know the kind of like traditional male role stuff, whereas for Mr. Kim it's more about like you know good hustle kid like whatever his son is doing he, he sort of like respects it. um That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just kind of like a different sort of way of raising a son.
1: Yeah, well, there's even a like a code switch element to that where it's like, I'm talking to my son now and I speak like man-dad when I talk to my son. Which yeah. a lot Does of dads do. Does he ever do. talk to his
0: daughter? Man. Does he ever talk to his daughter?
1: That's a great Ooh, that's a, question. That's a very good question.
0: Like, the closest like, I can think of is the scene where they're about to go camping and she's complaining about it and then he makes a joke through the walkie talkie about how annoyed Yeah, but he doesn't uh, talk to her. Is. He just He doesn't say it, does it? to her. He oh, he, he, he just did. talks about her. Yeah. Yeah, wow.
1: That scene is just boys will be boys in a scene.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. what yes.
1: That's Wow. Fun. <laughs> that's <laughs> so like, much fun. What a good dad. Oh my god, I love him. Can he be
0: mine? Oh my will you be yeah. mine? My daddy. Yes so I think in terms of a feminist theory I think we can settle on the fact that Mr. Park is an asshole yeah I'm glad he's yeah.
1: <laughs> dead I'm glad, I'm glad he's, he's dead <laughs> I'm glad he got um, stabbed so much wow uh,
0: well um, let's move on to another context that's a great way to end that one actually <laughs> that's it explain this movie to aliens <laughs> alright okay <sighs> Wow. God, where to start? Okay. Aliens. This one, I think, would be especially difficult th- because there's so much cultural uh, mm-hmm. critique going mm-hmm. on. Uh, and it's a culture that we're not a part of, uh, although it does reference a lot of Americanism in mm-hmm. the middle of it.
1: I um, think we, we gotta, you got to synthesize it right like this yeah. movie we can't be like okay so now we're going to explain south korean culture to you and then explain the dynamics within this movie right right right, right. i don't After think that's we explain
0: outro. what a movie is yeah, <laughs> yeah here's what <laughs> korea is now wait sorry let me back up here's what a country is
1: <laughs> all right wait let me back up can you understand what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> or here's we just a wasting circle. our time here. here's a circle
0: There's <laughs> a little bumps oh, right on the right circle away
1: yes please
0: oh yeah that's right okay that's right we have different conceptions of the aliens (laughs) yep
1: yep (laughs) we always think of them differently oh I love that Uh, um okay so I think I think what we have to do is first first step for us aliens have landed hey what's up and they're like we demand to know what parasite is about (laughs) and we're like okay fine, (laughs) fine 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 and so we all get together and we talk amongst ourselves and that's what we're doing right now and the first item on that agenda has to be how do we simplify the concepts of this movie like you know like a bullet point kind of style instead of trying to like describe what south korea is like let's just talk about why we make art about inequality like or you know something like that like we gotta like focus on one of those things be like here's something that humans do humans especially artists a lot of the time feel very marginalized uh, we would have to find out if the aliens have currency or class. Yeah. or anything Yeah, that, that that would be a
0: big that would be a big. Yeah. Thing. But like presuming they presuming they flew here in a ship. I'm sure there's members of the crew that are lower. Yeah, than right. other members of the crew. We could explain it or that way. In did their they hierarchy. get to Did they get to the point of having space travel because they're so egalitarian that they work together <laughs> yes. and they advanced much faster than our civilization? Did their their
1: spaceship <laughs> is a giant <laughs> sphere. And it just rotates on a on an axis, and each one of them has a captain's log and a plan and like (laughs) a a controls, and it just they just alternate, they trade off, and it's a completely horizontal organization. Nobody has more power than the other. They do consensus decision making on where to go every time the captain changes, and they've been trying to fly to us for fifty thousand years.
0: Well, (laughs) we should have them. We should ask them to explain how to fix the world of this movie then. Yeah, honestly, if an alien comes down and they start asking us about the movie, just be like, wait, 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 wait. How did you get here? Let <laughs> me ask you some questions. Let's, let's fix some shit. Mr. Alien. I love Mr. You. or Mrs. or alien.
1: That is the ultimate answer every time we ask this question is... But why aren't we asking the aliens more interesting <laughs> questions
0: than them asking us
1: what is this movie?
0: Specifically this movie. Specifically Have we gotten movie,
1: to the point where we've learned so much about these aliens that we're like, fuck, I don't know what else do you want to talk about? And they're like, uh, what about movies? <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's the latest movie that got your big golden boy? <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, yeah. here we go. Uh-huh. Um Okay, so we've got the abstractions. I, obviously, class is the biggest abstraction I yeah, think in yeah, the film. Yeah. Um, so there would have to be ex- explanation of the hierarchies of class. Mm-hmm. the The hard part about explaining the plot of this movie is that so much of the grift and and their whole thing rela- uh, relies on understandings of the job market. Uh, and capitalist systems sure. in terms of like yeah, how yeah. people are able to earn a living, how sometimes it requires trickery. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: See, I think trickery is another concept that's very important to establish. Like, Do yeah. these aliens know what lying is? Like, I assume they do. If they don't, this movie's is going to be really hard. To
0: well, movies in general are going to be real I guess hard that's if they true. don't understand what lying yeah. is. <laughs> Good point.
1: Except for the yeah. movie The Invention of Lying starring Ricky Gervais.
0: Which is just hard for people because it's a bad movie. It's I don't hard. want to sit through it ever again.
1: Let's send that movie into space, but not on a golden record, just like jettison all the movies into the you sun. You
0: know what occurs to me? There are two funny scenes in that movie, and one <laughs> of them I can't recommend to people because it features Louis C.K. quite prominently. Oh, no. Oh, man.
1: What's the other one?
0: Uh, the other one has Edward Norton in it. Oh, yuck. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna say more when people mention certain actors that I don't have opinions on. I'm just gonna go, "Oh
0: yuck," <laughs> <laughs> and
1: just see what happens. Just kind of let it lie there like a fish.
0: Love it. Yeah, love it.
1: Lack like of fish.
0: Oh, lack like like of fish. fish. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> um, fuck. Let's talk about this movie some more. Well, uh, aliens. Aliens.
1: Yeah. Okay, so Tricks, if we can establish, let's say that we've gotten to this point. Yes, you have class. Yes, maybe even you have jobs or roles. We don't even have to say jobs, because like, maybe they don't have currency, but they have roles, and some of them do different stuff, and sometimes that role changes, maybe, because someone else is better at it, or you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we can fit that in. If they got here on a ship, again, they probably have special skills and are distinct from each other. Like probably, mm-hmm. you never know. Probably, yeah. But probably. Specialization. I mean if they're interested in watching a movie, I can I can assume that they are yeah. at least somewhat similar to us like,
0: in yeah, some yes. way.
1: So let's assume that they've got all that stuff.
0: You know what I love about this is that every time we do this question it basically just breaks down into us like trying to <laughs> figure out the logistics of the question.
1: <laughs> I love it. No, it's great. We spend
0: more time yeah. talking yeah. about the like existence of aliens <laughs> than answering the question. It's so hard because there's it, the, yeah.
1: the existence of aliens is like the world's most gigantic assumption. And so it needs (laughs) such specification.
0: Yeah, that's true. I
1: think that the next thing you have to describe is like uh, either just the plot because it's like is tricking tricking and how fun and tense tricking is, is kind of the key to enjoying this movie. But the key to Mm -hmm. understanding this movie is why someone would be mad at a richer person and try to take their shit.
0: Or why a richer person would be mad at them if they found out the truth, because there's mm. because if you're an alien and you don't understand why why they would need to trick someone to get these jobs, mm. and that takes a lot of tension out of yeah, the revelation uh, of them being like a family when the when the old housekeeper shows up, because one. then you're like, who cares? They're so they're related. Who gives a shit? Right. Like, but it's but was, if you know it's because they were lying yeah, and that yeah. the and that, you know, there's like a societal issue with people rising above their station uh you know, through yeah. trickery. Right, um, that's a good
1: point. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I think that if we break all that stuff down first and we get a working set of terms, and then we're like, Okay, so Parasite's a movie about People from a lower class taking positions that aren't meant for them by tricking rich people, positions and objects that aren't meant for them by tricking <laughs> rich people, until it all culminates in uh, a, a big reveal and violence and uh, you know all that sort of stuff. Like, I. I think that format might work for a alien I think
0: yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think that's probably the most succinct way to describe this movie just in general. Yeah. I think that's actually I think that's the key to this context is just finding the way to describe the movie the most succinctly. I mean that's the that's <laughs> the unspoken <laughs> secret about this context, is it's mostly just like elevator pitch this movie to someone who doesn't get it. Yeah. Um but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but there's I, honestly, so David, much. I think I, that
1: oh, there's so much uh, in mean, Well,
0: because then, uh, then there's also like I think there's a whole bunch of stuff you can get into. I mean, and you can summarize that and then add at the end that it, it's like also sort of like as a proxy for uh, commentary on larger societal issues. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, allegory and stuff like that. And if you start going down that rabbit hole, then this explanation is going to take all day. I think what you did was probably the best. Honestly, probably the best anyone's ever done at this context between yep. the three of us. Oh my yep. god. <laughs>
1: Where is my trophy? Put it in the mail. Just kidding. The USPS is dead. Oh, okay. They'll be back, baby. I hired a necromancer. Oh, hey. Yeah. (laughs) I used the uh, stimulus money. It's not stimulus money. I used Mm -hmm. the check out of Donald J. Trump's giant pocket that he signed (laughs) for (laughs) me uh, to buy a necromancer. Uh, One favor. And I think what I'm going to do is revive the postal service.
0: Yeah, I yeah. mean, hey, why not? Somebody's gotta. Somebody's yeah. gotta. Somebody's gotta.
1: Is that a... Uh... Mask reference? Yeah, mask reference. It <laughs> yeah, sure was, bud.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, no. <laughs> we should do the mask sometime.
0: Jeez. No, we shouldn't do
1: this. Thank you, the mask. Thank you for being real.
0: Thank you for being real, the mask. <laughs> uh, let's do another context. Yes. What if this was set in a high school?
1: Oh, hmm. what if? Oh, shit. What if?
0: Well, uh... So... Huh. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: Okay, okay. I think we can chop it screw and make this work. We okay. just have to change what class means in a high school. Wait! There is class in a high school.
0: <laughs> uh... Hey! It's mostly the high school experience, baby. <laughs> maybe.
1: I think the grift, maybe, they, this is what we need to figure out. What are the freshmen trying to get from the seniors? Uh, because I think we have to freshmen split it up and seniors, into freshmen and seniors. Interesting. Because right. I don't think it can be teachers. Cause like, oh, that, yeah, the teachers aren't the ruling class in high school. The yeah, teachers are sure. separate from the class. I mean, they're not. They they are there too. But like, if you want to climb in the social standing of a school, you don't become a teacher. <laughs> That's yeah. not the way you do it. You become, now do we split it? Oh, sorry. Go no, no, no. You, 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 I want, I want you to say.
0: Now, do we do we split it by by grades or do we split it by just like the rich? well-to-do kids and the mm. here's, here's my That might idea work a lot better, it, think, actually.
1: Yeah, I like that. Yeah,
0: I think, that, I think that's the way to do it. And my idea is um, so it's a charter school. Duh. And Thanks, yeah, Betsy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, and uh, the parks are a bunch of rich, richy-riches that all got into this school based on their coinage. Mm-hmm. And the Kims uh, like entered a lottery system mm-hmm. to get into this school and perhaps they cheated in some way Definitely. or like pretended to be somebody else who did like succeed in the lottery system yeah. or yes. they it's found, they went through systematically and, and made them all like ineligible in some way. I love that. <laughs> no, that's even better. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yes. They found out yeah. everyone
1: else who was applying and they sabotaged them in some way. That is Kim family style for sure.
0: Yep. Um, and so now they have to uh, go through this uh, they have to go through their whole school existence without uh, being uncovered as like sort of having faked their way into this by taking the spots of other people
1: Um, it would have to be some kind of like illegal
0: way that they did it or, or some kind of trickery Oh, totally. Um,
1: I mean, they also could just, like, straight up, like, they literally did this by getting into that school, but, like, falsifying diplomas and, you know, grade school <laughs> records and financial yeah, records that's true. and stuff. Yeah, that's
0: true. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they never went to, like, <laughs> elementary school or something.
1: <laughs> I love that. Ooh, now, okay, okay. What if it was set in a works, high school? Sorry. Means that we can kind of mess with the people's ages a little bit, I think?
0: Well, we literally have to.
1: So here's what I propose. Okay. I propose that this is a much that all of these kids are in high school. Like, Mr. Kim, Mrs. Kim, everybody is in high school. They're not married okay. anymore. It's a bunch of high school students. Sure. And they are and all Maybe trying they're all to from a different grade. This. Sure, yeah, maybe like, they're all from different grades. But the idea is that some of them they realize that somehow the best chance for them is to like one or two of them get into this high school and the rest of them have to pretend to be parents or like janitors or like other things to try to (laughs) enable the success of these kids when they are at the high school. So they're going to school by committee. Like, one or two of the kids actually goes to the school and the rest of the kids like help them with homework and like cheat on tests through surveillance and like they just do all of that cool cool stuff to avoid doing the actual work of doing well at this school i think that could be a very compelling movie to watch it
0: could be good yeah um what were you saying about the housekeeper? Oh, it's gone. You know it's gone. Okay, because <laughs> uh, I actually was wondering what what would the what would the state of the housekeeper be like? Where where where, oh, where, where we, I was gonna say, it. are they? On, is she on work study? Oh <laughs> my god, work study. And
1: work study. That's
0: funny. Yeah, I like yeah, that. and then she loses that position because. <laughs> but it turns out she needed it.
1: Can't she provide needed. for her boyfriend in the basement of the gym. Her <laughs> yeah. boyfriend
0: who's in the basement. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, she's got a boyfriend in the basement. Makes sense to me. <laughs> We've all got a boyfriend in the basement, who's crazy. Yeah, I <laughs> um, oh,
1: love that guy so much.
0: That guy's that guy's so good. Yeah, um, terrifying. Respect. Um,
1: I do think the other the other option is I can visualize Jessica and Kevin being the center of. They go to the school, and then everybody else surrounds them, by like, Mister and Missus Kim. Get jobs as staff at the school to like try to give them advantages and like punk the kids that are, you know, bullying them. But what I don't understand is like the payoff of this arc. Like they get into the school, but like then what? Like what's the point? Or maybe, maybe the whole movie is them sabotaging to try to get into the school. You know what I mean? Like how, how is yeah. this paced? Mm-hmm. What, what are we? Well,
0: doing? I wonder, I'm wondering if it's like sort of like a, they're, they're trying to, get some kind of degree or some proof that they went to this school so that they can get better work outside or oh my god hang on okay, I'm ready. what if <laughs> what if the Kims are exactly the same age and <laughs> physical no. status and everything as yes, they yes, are yes. in the movie already <laughs> and they're all faking being high <laughs> school students also Love fun
1: it. also fun yes yes yes
0: each one of them individually has cheated their way into this high school for some reason mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> As students, Hell to yeah. try and get some kind of diploma or something.
1: Yeah, maybe there's like an academic prize where like, if you're the valedictorian, you get like $10,000 for your family or something. Sure. You know, like,
0: sure. Or maybe knows? they're trying to get in like a knowledge bowl or something. A knowledge bowl!
1: That's what it is.
0: <laughs> that's gotta be it.
1: And that's the big tense climactic showdown is them at the knowledge bowl trying to uh, grift the knowledge bowl by memorizing (laughs) the answers
0: beforehand or something Um, what would the class dynamics be though like what would the conflict be between these two like how would that be realized
1: Mm. I mean I think maybe in a very similar way to how it's realized here where you just have a lot more advantage like the, the juxtaposition between waking up at a in a gymnasium and getting a call that says hey can you come over to our like garden party that we're having impromptu can you be here like just the juxtaposition between those two lives and the advantages that those lives have is like we could totally feature that in this high school version by just the fact that you don't have a job that you have to work after school, the fact that you don't have, that you have a house to live in and your own room and all the textbooks that you actually need to afford instead of weird PDFs that you downloaded online of those textbooks. Like any, you could really just kind of highlight those things and why it's so much easier for rich kids to be better students.
0: Yeah. Oh, actually, here's an idea. Um, the, the parents, maybe like, Mr. Mr. Kim uh, Grifts his way into a job at the school Mrs. Kim grifts her way into the job at the school That's fine. The kids Instead of grifting just the fact that They're high school students they Maybe they grift as like exchange students of some kind not like foreign obviously because they're in the same country as the other students but like they're coming from like a faraway place so they need some place to stay in the city (laughs) and they convince this rich family to let them stay with them so they get to live in a rich house eat all their food have all that stuff uh and they have but in order to do that they have to pretend to be somebody else and pretend that they don't live in the same city as these people already (laughs) then they have to go to that school with them too Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because that gets close to the a lot of the dynamics. Like you can have a lot of similar scenes that you have in *Parasite* as it is now, in this movie, but it's set in a high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's fun. Yeah,
0: I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd watch that.
1: Why not, Paris? (laughs)
0: Why not? Why
1: not? I mean, if anyone ever, (laughs) if anyone in Hollywood ever was like hey, hey, Hollywood, hey. <laughs> we need to remake a movie. And then mm-hmm. the other Hollywood guy that's sitting at the table is like, well, yeah, sure, make it gritty, right? <laughs> yeah, let's reboot it gritty. And then the first Hollywood guy is like, no, 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 high school, it's gonna be so wait, wait hang school. on hang
0: on hang on is the other guy just gritty with a mustache like <laughs> gritty's trying to get himself into hollywood so yeah, he's totally. pretending to be a hollywood executive he's like hey reboot
1: it i'm gritty a mascot <laughs> it, for a hockey it, team make it gritty make it gritty <laughs>
0: what the gritty reboot just meant that they just cast gritty in the <laughs> yeah, lead for whatever lead. movie it was
1: <laughs> love that love that
0: the greedy new (laughs) spider-man oh god so good
1: yeah i think that if more movies were remade but instead they were like the jungle book but it's in high school i think our movie market would be a whole lot
0: better that'd be pretty close to jungle the jungle wouldn't it yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah man i forgot how much i love that movie yeah well would it be like would it be a remake or would just be called like parasite the next generation (laughs) parasite the new batch yeah the new batch there we go (laughs) New parasites. And then it'll get delayed Bad. three or four times. Uh, parasites with a Z. It'll come out in theaters ooh. during a pandemic and no one will see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: Other perfect. options include parasite graduation. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> parasite homecoming.
1: Parasite homecoming, also very good. Yeah. Basically any word that's associated with high school. Parasite, yeah. pep rally, parasite, cheerleaders.
0: Parasite <laughs> pep Keep them
1: coming. Let's go. Parasite. Football. What else? What else? <laughs>
0: Parasite
1: M- milk carton. Yeah, nailed it. Yes, that's it. That's the one. We did it. We, we pushed it and we got there. That's the one. Coming soon to a theater near you. Parasite milk carton. <laughs>
0: I would give Bong Joon-ho a lot of my own money <laughs> if he were to do that, honestly.
1: To remake this movie you said in high school, and then take the book. And that
0: be the title. <laughs> Call it Parasite Milk
1: Carton. Oh, no. Wow.
0: Yeah, oh, no is right. Oh, no. <laughs> no. That's the right response. See, it sounds like it's a movie in the Parasite universe about a missing person. Yeah. That's true. Maybe there would be a missing persons plot, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, there <laughs> kind of is about Mr. Kim, sort of, a little bit. Like, maybe that's yeah, what it, that's Maybe true. it's a yeah. sequel where they're like, where the hell is this
0: guy, though? <laughs> yeah. or, or maybe it's Min, uh, his friend who gets him the job. Oh, uh, yeah. That guy he goes missing. <laughs> yeah. mincing, his cool friend. Sing, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, it's cool friend. <laughs> Super cool. Um, this very metaphorical gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, we didn't bring up the the rock at all in this. I know. Johnson Dwayne was Johnson was amazing yeah, Dwayne Johnson. in this movie, and we did <laughs> so good. Uh, no, but the yeah. the scholar's rock, which is like the, the symbol of the movie, I we didn't it. bring up a single time in this entire episode, which is a shame because it's so metaphorical. It's so metaphorical. That's so metaphorical. I like the idea that someone listening to this has never seen this movie before and they think we're just like we have no idea how to talk about metaphors <laughs> oh, <it's so laughs> we're just like just, we're just complete idiots <laughs> it's such a metaphor you guys anyway oh man such a good metaphor <laughs> what a metaphorical metaphor <laughs> alright boys we did four contexts about the movie Parasite and now we're at the end unfortunately what as were those contexts Christian what were they? oh that's a that's a very good question, David. I'll tell you one. Um, okay. Feminist theory. Feminist theory was definitely one. Bond, oh. do you remember what any of the other ones were? God, I sure wish I did. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. This is my
1: favorite most challenging game that anyone's ever invented. Uh,
0: well, we started with the true meaning of Christmas. We sure oh, we did. sure did. Son of a bitch. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh. yeah, we definitely did that. Uh, we did. Oh, it. what if it was in a high school is what we just did. <laughs> was at
1: and what if it was... Something oh. that we had to explain to
0: aliens. Oh, how did yeah. you explain this movie to aliens? Yes, we did it. And David, fully, fully the MVP of the explaining this movie to aliens yes. uh, context. I would shove him in front of us if the aliens started walking towards us. <laughs>
1: hey, thank you. Normally, <laughs> yeah. I would consider that a hostile action.
0: Oh no, I mean, I mean it with all the respect. <laughs> no, I, but now that Normally, we've had this I conversation,
1: I will assume that it is a good decision. <laughs>
0: It's the right thing for our species. Yes, Spike Lee, you do the right um,
1: thing. Shove David in front of the aliens. <laughs> That's what that movie's
0: about. Um, okay. Oh, guys. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've got a few questions for you, though, before we wrap things up. First off, I just need to know, David, do you have anything you'd like to plug?
1: Yeah, sure, dog. Why not? I am on a podcast called The Hypotheticast. It's called that because we talk about hypothetical questions. Do you get it? <laughs> that oh. is a joke that there's a lot more. You like that? Hey, you like that? There's a lot more of that yeah. on the Hypothetic Cast. <laughs> you like that? That's my ad for the Hypothetic Cast. Like hey, you like that.
0: that? You like that? Hey, you like that? How about that? How about, you like that? You
1: want more? You want another one of that? Well, come on I in. I like
0: the I- I like the idea of you just saying you like that a bunch of times in a bunch of different ways after one joke and never saying another <laughs> joke in that style.
1: Building up that there will be more, but by saying you like that until my Type 5 is over and then I just walk <laughs> off stage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: type 5.
1: Wow. The other thing that uh, I am on is called The Fable Forge, which you can still listen to. Uh, we are in the middle of recording or we're starting to record now season three uh we've been working through some technical and cast issues and we're doing it. We're ha- it's happening. But it's, man, you know what sucks? Frickin' pandemics, I tell you what. Yeah, I was going to yeah, so,
0: say, a lot of yeah, stuff. a lot of stuff. Like, way too much stuff. Uh,
1: so much stuff. This is not the time when I plug all the things that I don't like. But the Fable Forge does exist. There's two full seasons of A Fun Little Adventure in Dungeons & Dragons. You can hear that if you want. I wrote music for hey. it. It's nice. Yeah,
0: I was going to say you do the music for it, too, and the music's fantastic. Hell it's a yeah. great
1: show. You could even just listen to the music and turn down my voice. That's
0: fine. I don't care. Wait, turn down for
1: what? Oh, that's a good question, Small Jonathan. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If he changed his name to Small Jonathan, I would be very happy.
1: (laughs) I think he would also have to transform into a lounge musician.
0: He's just just like, yes! (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, All right. All right. Yes. Uh,
1: Small Jonathan
0: for what should i turn down
1: (laughs) i'm sorry i don't understand why i should turn this music down uh
0: okay great uh thank you for bringing that to our attention (laughs) you're You're so welcome god we haven't done this in a bit and it's it, it shows um yeah uh matthew yeah. What would you like to plug today? Uh, I am on Twitter at mbonbon. Publicory uh, tweets, puppy retweets. Um, pop culture thing I would like to plug since I don't do anything. <laughs> uh, who does now? Well, who Honestly, does? Who, who who's does? doing anything anymore? <laughs> who's doing anything anymore? So the thing I want to bring up is The Great Ah uh, oh. on Hulu, starring oh. Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holtz. Uh, it is about Catherine the Great uh, of Russia. And her kind of ascension to power, and what she put up with and went through <laughs> uh, to get there, and it is written by the person that wrote the favorite, uh, which we covered on the show. Yes, fans oh, of our fans sure. of our show will remember the favorites from the same writer. Yes, uh, very, very similar, similar tone. Yeah, it's oh, it's fantastic. It's great. I, um, I don't even want to say much more, but the, the performances are it's astound- outstanding, and the writing's so good. Yeah. Not historically accurate, but then again, yeah. it it says that right up front. Yeah. <laughs> it, it says some of this actually happened. Some something. of this actually <laughs> happened. Uh, which is great. Um, yes. Yeah, that's a very good show. Elle Fanning is... Uh, I'm so happy that she's continuing yeah. to crush it. She's phenomenal. Um, Christian, do you have anything you'd like to put? Well, thank you for asking, my friend. I am on Twitter also. I'm on Spotify too. Oh, I created a new playlist on Spotify. <laughs> uh, it's a song about my favorite uh bridges in songs like especially bridges to final choruses i refer i I named it bow bridges
1: okay perfect. Um, you're good yes yes yes
0: yep (laughs) um so check that out uh take a look at that um there's some good ones um and then uh i would like to uh highlight a bit of television as well (gasps) Uh, Infinity Train Yes, uh, Infinity Train is a Cartoon Network series that is uh, has wrapped its third season recently or I don't remember when it ended but anyway uh, it's a very unique show uh it, fans of like Adventure Time, Steven Universe, that kind of tone will will enjoy the comedy of this show. Yes. Um, it's about a girl, the first season's about a girl who is on her, trying to go to a camp and she can't, and then she gets lost, and then she gets on a train, and the train is literally infinite, and every car is basically its own little world, and she has to tr- try to traverse from the back of the train to the front of the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, meeting a lot of strange characters along the way uh, And each season Each season has a very interesting conceit to it Where yeah. it's like characters will carry over But not all of them yeah, It's and almost anthology-like in that way Yeah, yeah. What, what makes the show particularly unique, though And the reason I think most people should watch it Is that it is uh, It references horror movies a lot And in a lot of surprising and interesting ways So it has an aesthetic of of sort of like classic horror and old sci-fi and stuff, uh, all over this sort of like sweet funny kids show, mm-hmm. um, and the result is uh, it's a lot of stuff that I've never really seen in a show like that before. Uh, it's 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 really unique and uh, it's currently on HBO Max, uh, nice. and I think Season you should start out with. you have what. Uh, season 3 just started last oh, week. Oh, right, yeah, Season 3. Uh, just uh, the, the first part of Season 3 just dropped on there as well. Uh, so now's the time. Yes! Yes! Oh. Somebody watch Infinity Train!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's so versatile. Just like a mask on Jimothy Carey's face. <laughs>
0: um, speaking of masks, everyone wear masks. Also... Uh, That has (laughs) been our show today. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, We love you dearly. We hope you're staying safe. So true. Uh, And there's only one piece of business left, uh, and that is the question I ask every time, which is, uh, David, do you have any final thoughts you would like to leave us with this time?
1: Blanket Jazz spits near the eight mate
0: Whoa. <laughs> <What>? like, <laughs> I,
1: I think what this is extremely important because I don't understand
0: you need is. to screenshot that and yeah save it forever Bl- save it forever
1: blanket jazz spits near the eight mate Wow!
0: All right. So if you arrange the letters in <laughs> in the descending order using this numerical structure, well, if you hold the dagger in such a way that it lines up with the ship, in the <laughs> thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at text deviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com thanks to Minneapolis' own The Bad Man for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Ain't Clean. This has been contextual deviance. My name is Christian Hagen and have a nice day. Have a nice day!